It's the Lost Years Pod. Lost Years Pod. Running through this show called Boy Meets World is what we're doing. Sit and tell your friends who will always stand by you. It's the Lost Years Pod. Hello, and welcome to the Lost Years of Retrospective Fancast. I'm Tay. I'm Sid. And this is episode nine of season two. Hi. Hi. (laughs) I don't know what I was going to say after that. I'm very excited for this one. Yeah, this is a fun one. I was smiling the whole time that I was watching this. So this is a a very enjoyable one. so (laughs) cute. Yeah, I'm very, very pumped. Um, I just want to do it. What are you nostalgic for this week? I'm nostalgic for bagel shops. Ooh. Uh, I found out that Nashville doesn't really have them nor does the south whenever i try and describe it to people like they do they're really limited though and i feel like up in the midwest they were everywhere yeah so i don't understand what happened down here that they don't have bagel shops but i miss them interesting (laughs) they're always like coffee shops that serve bagels now yeah not and i don't want that yeah yeah oh that's Um, so interesting because i'm thinking there's two that are in like a half mile radius of me right now i know well i used to go there all the time for uh like i used to swim in the summer Mm -hmm. and even like in during school and everything like competitively and i used to go get bagels all the time Mm -hmm. because that was just a thing that after swim practice we'd go get bagels and i was thinking like i could not do that down here yeah unless i drove really far and i don't like that no that's sad <laughs> my my dad i still to this day like every time i go to uh the airport that i fly out of um there is like a little it's like a booth i guess of the bagel shop that me and my dad used to go to all the time when i was a kid and so i always stop there nice. and get breakfast uh no matter what time of day it is uh because i serve breakfast all day and i get the bagel that i used to get with him <laughs> when i was a kid uh, that's so wild that there are no bagel shops in Tennessee. Like, there, okay, there are, but, but like, they're they're, there's not, they're not enough. accessible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, it really blows my mind. That is I don't, super weird. Because I used to describe it to people. I was like, no, they just, they mainly serve bagels. Yeah. And people were like, what are you talking about? Wow, that's like, so it's not, wild. It's not a coffee shop, you guys. It's just bagels. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need the coffee even. I just I want could. a bagel. <laughs> I just want a bagel that has some schmear on it. Like, that's all I want. <laughs> wow, that's so weird. I'm so yeah, sorry. That's okay. I'm getting by. <laughs> what are you nostalgic for? I am nostalgic for Among Us in the year 2020. Oh, I know. <laughs> I miss it so much. Here's the thing. It was, it still is, like, regularly played. Maybe not by the people mm-hmm. who were, like, only streaming Among Us for a long time. But, like, I – there's, like, a group of people that I watch on Twitch that play it every Saturday. And I'm just so jealous <laughs> because I want to play it every Saturday. <laughs> I want to play it all the time. I love it so much. And, and I can never get, like, a full lobby going these days. And it makes me so sad. Um, and I just – there was, like, a, a few months, like, probably a solid – like three to six months mm-hmm. where I was literally playing Among Us like every night. Like I was yeah. playing it almost every day. And I love that time. And I'm nostalgic for those those months um, purely because like, yes, we were in a pandemic, but like, oh my gosh, I got to play Among Us every night with my friends and that was the best. 
Yeah. Um, I remember the couple times that I used to pop into that. I felt, mm-hmm. I mean, like, y'all know so many other people <laughs> just yeah. through Among Us things that I thought I mean, that was yeah, insane. Yeah, I made a ton of internet friends <laughs> yeah. just playing Among Us. It's crazy. It's so good. Yeah. Anyway. What a time. What a time. Do you want to get into it? I do. A variety. Episode nine of season two is titled Fear Strikes Out. The episode aired on November 18th, 1994. And the synopsis is, Corey makes the mistake of hesitating to kiss Topanga in front of everyone at a makeout party, leading his peers to ridicule him about his shyness. Aw. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I really want to talk about the premise of this episode for a second. Because yes. if you'll remember, uh, like three episodes ago, him and Topanga just made out at the end of an episode. <laughs> yeah, that's... It didn't count. <laughs> it did. It wasn't real. The that never happened because count. it was a fake episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, it's so funny because I'm I'm so curious the order. Like I've heard about um, like production schedules with television shows where they film things in different order and then air them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so curious if they filmed that Halloween episode like later in the season, but then they were like when they got picked up for a full like whenever they got picked up, they were like, oh, we got to air this one earlier because it's Halloween. Um, and it's just so silly to me that there's like this whole premise of like, like the the synopsis on Disney Plus is Corey believes he is ready to kiss girls, which is hysterical. And also like he had already kissed a girl. And also, also at the very beginning of the season, he w- thought he was going to a makeout party and was like, this will be fine. I'm going to swallow some mouthwash in preparation. Yeah. But this one, he freaks out. And I, yeah. it's so weird. Yeah, this episode was really saying, we're just going to unpack everything now. <laughs> this is real. <laughs> and it's, uh, let, let's go. <laughs> How yeah. does he feel? Well, we're going to find out in this first scene. <laughs> they are in the school cafeteria. Corey and Sean walk in as Sean explains to Corey how seven minutes in heaven works. Corey's like, I'm going to like this game. And then Eric walks by and says, if that's what you're eating for lunch, I don't think the girl's going to like it. Corey's like, nobody's talking to you. And Eric yells back, just trying to help. And then Sean continues, closet strategy is important. You only have seven minutes. You have to make every minute count. And then meanwhile, Corey is like, eyes closed, pushing his lips in and out. And Sean's like, what are you doing? And he says, lip ups. I want to be in shape. I want to go with the distance. (laughs) And then Eric walks by and says, tick, 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 tick. And Corey says, what? And Eric's like, time bomb and walks away. Uh, Sean tells him to ignore him and Corey's like, please, he's just playing some game, but it doesn't work. Never has, never will. But then he looks over to where Eric is sitting all wide-eyed and nervous. Um, we cut to Turner and Feeney sitting in the cafeteria as well. Turner sees a pretty blonde woman walk in and says, George, George, George. Feeney's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Very fun. Turner says, who that? And Feeney starts to turn to look and Turner's like, don't look, don't look. And Feeney looks at him confused. He's like, okay, now look. Feeney's like, Mr. Turner, we are not in high school. And then Turner just looks at him. He says, well, yes, we are, but we're teachers, you fool. And Turner, all breathless, says, teach me about her. And Feeney <laughs> looks again and says, that's Miss Tompkins. She replaced Edwina Muncie in our social studies department, mercifully. Turner says, did you hire her, George? And he affirms. And Turner says, a boy. And Feeney says, take a shower, son. <laughs> Turner's like, you said miss, not Ms. or Mrs. That was an is, as an is must be my lucky day. <laughs> Turner is basically drooling at this point. Evie says, yes, yeah, she is indeed single. She is also highly intelligent. And Turner's like, that's okay. 
And he looks at him and says, Mr. Turner, I frown upon faculty becoming involved with faculty. Turner says, that's not a policy. That's just a facial expression. And Feeney sighs and says, go ahead, skip blindly into the field of extracurricular romance. Turner pats his arm and says, thanks, all smiley, and gets up to go talk to her. And before he goes, he says, I'm just going over to say hi. Welcome her to our school. How's my hair? And Feeney says, long. And he's like, (laughs) great. And that's over. I love that... Presumably, I mean, there's more than just Feeney and Turner as, like, the teachers at the school, right? I mean, yeah, especially because yeah. there's this new hire. I love that they just hang out. Like, Turner doesn't have any other any other teacher friends. He's nah, just he with just Feeney. he just vibes with Feeney. He just vibes with Feeney. Always my favorite. Cut back to Corey and Sean, and Corey is just staring at Eric, like, worriedly. Sean says his name, and he's startled. He jumps. He's like, what Eric said, it's not bothering you, is it? And Corey just very unconvincingly is like, no, not at all. In fact, I'm going over there to tell him how much it's not bothering me. And then he goes over and sits down at Eric's table. Eric is sitting alone, I guess. Uh, And he says, hi. And Eric says, Corey, what a surprise. (laughs) Corey explodes. He's like, what time bomb, Eric? You can't just walk by me and go tick, tick, tick. What's that supposed to mean? And Eric says, Corey, I'm just concerned you're not prepared for the makeout party tonight. And Corey, like, defensively is like, I know how to kiss. And Eric laughs. He says, what, you think it's that simple? What happens if she has braces? What if your nose is hit? What if a hanger hooks you like a large mouth bass? Do you even know what to do with your hands? And Corey, like, throws his arms out, knocking the milk carton he had off the table. And is like, no, is that important? <laughs> and Eric says, some things you can learn, but some things, well, it's already too late. Corey says, I've got time. And Eric's like, no, you don't. You ate the beanie weenie casserole for lunch, right? Tick, tick. Corey completely freaked out. Is like, oh my gosh. And he's like, why is that bad? And Eric says, Corey, deep down, does the thought of kissing make you want to tense up? Corey says, absolutely not. And Eric's like, okay then. And he just like (laughs) smiles at him. Corey's like, all right, I wouldn't say tense up. I'd say I become very alert. And Eric's like, okay, so you'll be there at the makeout party, very alert, your intestines full of beanie weenie, you lean in for a kiss, and you fly across the room. And Corey just looks scared. And then we get a shot of Eric kind of like amusedly opening a soda and the the sound it makes is like drawn out. And that is the end of that scene. So wild. (laughs) He's bullying. He's bullying his brother. It's very mean. Uh, Corey just seems so, so happy. He just ruined it. Yeah, he was really excited. One minute. (laughs) Yep, absolutely right. Um, so the next scene is the makeout party. I'm pretty sure this is the same basement they used for that other party at the beginning of the season, but I digress. Uh, Sean says, this is great. All the girls brought their lips. And Corey says, Sean, there's a girl over there with braces. What if I get her? She could cut my tongue and I'll bleed all over my shirt. And he looks at another girl and he's like, oh, no, Sally's wearing wool. I'm allergic. What if I sneeze in her mouth and pop her lungs? This just sounds about right for anxiety. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> thinking of every possible, every worst possible anxiety situation manifest. that's happening. And yeah. it's like, yeah, I relate to you, Corey. This is fun. <laughs> Sean puts an arm around him and says, relax, man. Have a snack. Carbo load for the big race. And then Corey looks down at the snack table and says, with bean dip? Are you out of your mind? Sean says, what are you worried about? Your breath? And Corey's like, my breath. I didn't even think about that. Oh, man. I'm going to kill him coming and going. I'll blow us both out of the closet. And he's like, I'm getting out of here. And turns to leave. But just then Topanga walks up behind them and says hi to him. He puts two fingers over his mouth and greets her. And she's just like smiling at him very sweetly. 
He's like, what a cool party, huh? I was great. I was in the closet 14 minutes. I'm going to go home and ice my lips. And he literally tries to flee. And Sean like catches him and is like, Corey. And Corey's like, Eric was right. Too many things can go wrong. And Sean's like, Corey, chill. You're going to be fine. And you know why? Because right until the second you go into that closet, I'm right here with you. Because it's Corey and Sean. Sean and Corey. And then a kid across the party holding two slips of paper says, Sean and Melody. And Sean to Corey says, see ya, and follows the girl into the closet. <laughs> and Corey just sadly watches him walk away. And that is the end of that scene. I I, I didn't go to these types of parties. I'm just going to say mm-hmm. that. Um, the neither. idea that there are two slips of paper that just get put together. Has everybody's name. Yeah. Really uh, made me a little anxious when watching it. Um, and I know that I could not thrive in that environment at all. And I'm happy that I never was a part of these parties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, uh, the couple of times that I've ever been at a party where they did like even like a spin the bottle situation, I was like, oh, no, no, I'm okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to sit this one out. <laughs> yeah, I, I sat out of one. The other one I did play because the guy that I had a massive crush on was in the circle. And I was like, it's a very it was a very small circle. Two of the people uh-huh. were dating each other. Most of us were friends. I was like, this will be fine. And so then I got the guy. <laughs> oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I wonder... One of our, oh my God, I just realized I'm telling the story and one of the friends who was at this party is definitely, definitely listens to the podcast. Okay. Uh, So I got the guy that I had a massive crush on and he knew, like I wasn't subtle and he just like barely pecked me and I was mortified. I was so embarrassed. I was like, no, he hates me. It was so sad. It was so sad. Um, so that was the one one of the only times I played. I actually the only time I played spin the bottle uh, ever. I think I was traumatized after. That. Oh <laughs> no, it oh, was no. fine. We're we're friends now. It's it's chill. Things are fine. We're fine. <laughs> college. Oh my god. I hope that the friend who listens to this doesn't text me because that would be embarrassing. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, still at the party. Next scene, the kid apparently leading this party says, time's up and goes to open the closet door. Sean grabs and pulls the door back closed and the kid reopens it and says, come on, no overtime, no extra innings. And he and the girl walk out looking all giddy. Corey says to Sean, is that the shirt you went in with? And Sean looks down at his shirt, just giggles and says, no. (laughs) Corey, the closet is your friend. And Corey says, no, it's your friend. I'm going to choke. And we hear the kid again announcing, who's next he says Corey and and Corey's like oh no that's me maybe he'll pick me twice and I can go into the closet with myself and the kid draws the girl's name and who would it be except Topanga but of course but can't of have course. anyone else <laughs> it, can, it could never be yeah it's really weird because there are a couple of instances this season where he is like quote-unquote dating somebody who's not Topanga and mm-hmm. In those instances, she is not in the episodes. Like, she's nowhere to be found because yeah. that would be weird. They would have to talk about it. Uh, so he draws out Topanga's name, hard cut to two of them in a dark closet, and Topanga asks him if he's okay. She's like, it's been a couple of minutes and you haven't said anything. He's like, this is stupid. It's pitch black. How am I supposed to kiss you when I can't even see you? And in response to this, she just, like, pulls a string in the closet that's the light and turns it on and says, hi. And he's like, Hi. You know, this is stupid. How am I supposed to kiss you with this blinding light in my eyes? <laughs> and she is very sweet. She says, we don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And he says, I want to do what everyone else is doing. 
And she's like, so you're just doing this so you won't be different. He's like, I'm just trying to survive this. And she sort of disappointedly is like, oh. And he quickly is like, no, it's not you, Topanga. It's me. I just can't perform under all this pressure. She says, it's okay. Relax. This happens to lots of guys. (laughs) 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 And he says, how do you know? And she's like, well, you know, girls talk. And he says, oh, man, listen, when you talk to girls, this did not happen. Nothing happened. I mean, Something happened, but whatever was supposed to happen did. And she says to him, Corey, you want to just talk? And he's like, could we? She sits down on something in the closet and says, (laughs) so what would you like to talk about? He's like, we could talk about what we're going to tell them when we get out of here. She says, we could tell them we made out. And he's like, they'd know. She says, I can mess up my hair and you could change your shirt. He's like, you'd have to smile a lot. She's like, yeah, and you'd have to get that real sleepy, stupid look. He says, you could change your shirt, too. And she's like, don't push it. (laughs) (laughs) He asks why she's being so cool about it. And she says, I don't know, because you're nice. And he says, great, twist the knife. And she's like, I meant it as a compliment. And he stands up. He's like, guys don't want to be nice. They want to be tough and, you know, good with appliances. And he grabs like a net that was hanging on the wall and he finishes good kissers. She stands up and he's like, well, there is only one way to be a good kisser. You have to practice. And he's like, you think? And she says, yeah. So we can either start messing up our clothes and trying to look stupid or he says, or she says, you could just relax and kiss me. And he says, or I could practice an hour a day on my own. And she interrupts him by shushing him. And they just sort of look at each other. And then he slowly leans forward and like a pucker to kiss her. But right before their lips meet, the door opens and she like turns around and a bunch of kids are standing at the door as one of them says, time's up. Let's take a look at him. And Corey is still in a pucker, just looking at everybody. And then he slowly stands back up straight and like messes up his hair a little bit. And that's the end of the scene. A couple things. I've always loved Topanga. I really yes. love her in this whole She's scene. She's perfect. Yeah, she absolutely. She is a consenting queen. I love mm-hmm. her so much. Um, <laughs> and it's just so considerate. It's great. Uh, Corey saying all the things about how come, or the guys don't want to be nice thing. We want to be tough. Mm-hmm. I was like, I hate that narrative so much. Yeah. Um, also, you can be tough, good with appliances, good kissers, and be nice. And be nice. Those are not mutually exclusive things. Um, it's the whole, like, nice guys finish last thing, which is- And I hate it. Gross and crap. outdated and, like, super not true and, you know. It's the 90s. Um, yeah, this is the 90s. And the last thing here, why were all of them standing out there looking in? <laughs> no, they didn't do that for Sean and his girl. There's, yeah. there's so many girls and like kid, there's so many kids just outside the door like waiting. It's like they also know that Corey and Devanga are supposed to be endgame and they're like, they've got to have been making out in here. We need to know. Yeah, which makes it funny whenever it's like you know coming up a little bit later where it's like who's gonna know and it's like they yeah. all fucking knew like they were standing, standing out there and listening <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh so the next scene we're back at the matthews in the boys room Corey's getting ready for bed it looks like and amy comes into the room and it's like so did you kiss anybody tonight <laughs> and Corey's like mom and alan comes in right after her and it's like amy step away from your son please and she's like why He's like, you can't do that to a guy. She says, oh, he's not a guy. He's my baby. And puts an arm around him. And Alan's like, please, please have mercy on the boy. And pulls her away from Corey. And he says, how do I put this? Do you want grandchildren? Huh? Well, then don't talk like that to your son. Give him some privacy. And he like kind of pushes her out of the room. But before he goes, he just like leans over and sort of whispers to Corey, later, you and me, details. And then he also goes. (laughs) 
And then Eric walks out of the bathroom and says to Corey, so Studley, what happened? Tell me. And he sits down on the bed and Corey's like, you got a minute? You won't need it. Eric says, nothing. Corey's like, less than. Eric says, you were the only guy at the party that didn't make out. Corey's like, well, Alvin had a rousing asthma attack and had to leave early. Other than him, the cheese stood alone. Eric says, Corey, I want to say that in this, the darkest hour of your youth, I'm trying very hard not to laugh. But then he busts up giggling and says, nope, can't do it. And Eric's like, uh, Corey's like, Eric, it was a huge party. There was a lot going on. I'm sure no one even noticed. Eric is still laughing. He's like, "Uh uh-huh. And then hard cut to school the next day. And the kid who was like running the party before says, ladies and gentlemen, the amazing lipless. And he and a bunch of the guys he's with just like start applauding at Corey in the hallway. while Sean and Corey like look on at them horrified. And he says, Corey says, I'm okay. Life goes on. And then he holds out a pencil, I think, and says, here, drive this through my brain. (laughs) Sean says... Sean is Sean is a very besides like bailing on him to go in the closet he's being a very good friend this entire episode he's like so supportive and so sweet Sean says it's okay Corey I think it's just a few guys that know and it's not like they're gonna tell everybody and Corey says yeah nobody else will know (laughs) just (laughs) this is so silly just then Turner walks up and says hey Corey listen if you ever need to talk about you know anything I'm always available, okay? Okay? And then he just, like, walks away shaking his head. <laughs> At that moment when they first introduced that, when Sean and Corey were like, yeah, who's, wh- like, what's what's going to happen? At that moment, I was like, probably either some other kids or, like, even Topanga, honestly, is just going to say something. But I was like, Turner? What? Turner? <laughs> How did the teachers just know these things? How did they know? Like, it's so... The premise of of Turner finding out that Corey did not make out at a makeout party is, like, so ridiculous and hysterical to me. Like, I love it so much. It's so crazy. Also, the amazing lipless. I was like, fun insult, my guy. Like, Yeah, that's What is that? (laughs) Simply nothing. Be better. And it's like a running insult. It's it's very uncreative. But, you know, I guess they're in seventh grade, so... <laughs> so uh, Turner walks away and Corey says, I, I've sunk so low that even teachers feel sorry for me. And Sean's like, look, in situations like this, it's like my uncle Ralph always says, it's not what you did. It's what they can pin on you. Deny. Deny everything. You were in a closet. Who else knows what actually went on in there? And then we like wide cut over to Topanga, who's standing in front of a bunch of girls, basically yelling, just because he didn't kiss me doesn't mean he's some kind of a freak. And Corey's like, no, no, make her stop. (laughs) And she says, look, all of you, any guy can just crawl in a closet and kiss a girl. But Corey's different because he is a really nice boy. And Sean and Corey are just staring mouth agape at her. And that is the end of the scene. I love that she's still sticking up for him. I don't get why she's saying it in front of everybody. (laughs) Yeah, why is she yelling? She's she's literally yelling in this scene. But, oh man, but she's she's still the best. She's really the best. Yeah, she's absolutely the best. She's doing the exact right thing. It's just like, oh, this, it's, it's difficult. (laughs) It's a difficult time for this, this boy. It's really sad. Well, if anything um, was being yelled about my love life too, or anything in the hallway, I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm leaving today. I'm not here." <laughs> oh God, it'd be super mortifying. Yeah. Next scene, we're back in the cafeteria. Corey says, "Well, I'm a nice boy, Sean, and now everybody knows it." 
Uh, Harley and the gang walk up and Harley's like, hey, baboon. And they sort of just like push Sean out of his chair and he's like, I'll just be over here. And Harley sits down and says to Corey, there's an inspirational thought I'd like to share with you. I cried because I had no shoes until I met a boy who had no lips. And Joey starts laughing and babbling about how good of a joke it was and how long he's going to be laughing about it until Harley tells him to shut up. And Sean cuts in and says, look, Corey's obviously depressed. So why don't you just leave him alone? And they all look up at him and he takes another step back and he's like, over here. <laughs> Corey to Harley says, why do you even care about nothings like us? And Harley says, because you little seventh graders are my ant farm. I watch you work and play and run through your little tunnels. And when I hear that one of my ants is getting his legs ripped off, well, I can't miss that. And Corey says, and here, I thought my life had no meaning. Frankie just puts like a heavy hand on his shoulder and is like, glad we could brighten your day. And the gang leaves. <laughs> Again, another instance where people like yelling about how someone is feeling or what has happened to someone. Just Sean yelling out, he's depressed. Like, obviously depressed. (laughs) Another moment I feel like, I'm out. I'm done. I can't can't be here anymore, actually. (laughs) I'm sick today. What are you going to do? (laughs) Yeah. Um, we cut over to Feeney and Miss Tompkins having lunch together. He asks if everyone's making her feel welcome on her first week, and she says some more than others, and then she asks about Turner. I want to point out that she's wearing a bolo tie, and that's that's all. <laughs> I, yep. just, I don't know, like, where she's supposed to have come from, but her clothing is fascinating. It's, like... I, at first, I had a moment when she was wearing the bolo tie because I thought the exact same thing of like, why? Like, where did that come from? Why yeah. is this a fashion choice? They're in Philadelphia. And was, yeah. And I was thinking, is that Turner's? Like, was that some kind of sign that they were like together? And I was like, I've never seen Turner with the bolo tie. Like, yeah. my whole mind was just going. Um, so she asks about Turner and he says, it's really not my place to comment on one teacher to another. And she's like, oh, come on. He asked me out. I just want to know if he's an axe murderer. And he says, well, it wasn't on his resume. She's like, come (laughs) on. Is he the safe and sane type or is he more of a dangerous rebel loner? And he says, if pressed, I'd be forced to say he's more of the latter. She lights up. She's like, excellent. He tries to course correct. He says, as much of a rebel loner as one can be living with seven maiden ants above their lace and linen (laughs) shop. You little meddler. Come on, Feeney. <laughs> she says, oh, come on. He's a wild thing. And he's like, no, 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 no. He's extremely cautious. He always wears his helmet when he's on his motorcycle. And she's like, oh, that's his Harley out in the faculty lot. Feeney says, no, it's mine. <laughs> she says, thank you, Mr. Feeney. You've been very helpful. And he's like, trust me, it is not intentional. She says, don't worry, we're just having dinner. And if it works out, I owe it all to you. And she gets up to leave. I want your prediction on what happens with Turner and Tompkins past this episode. And I'm going to write it down and I will read it to you in the future. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> Do I have to pick this now or can this be later? It can be later. It can be later. Okay. But we can't forget. It's important. Okay. I want to um, know if you, I want to know. Oh. Hmm. Hmm. I've never thought about this. I thought that this is just going to be a fun one-off thing. That it could have. It could line. be. It could uh, be. But the but way I that you're know saying it, <laughs> I feel like it's I not. showed my hand a little bit here. Mm. You know what's also just fun about this, again, is like Turner and Feeney being buds. The fact that, you know, Feeney's essentially her new boss. And she's yeah, like, she's sitting tell down me the about dish. this man. Yeah. <laughs> 
just like, she's like give me the hot goss, Mr. Feeney. <laughs> because George Feeney seems like the one that's going to have the hot goss in the school. Yeah, but the, you have to remember, there's no other teachers at the school. It's only Feeney and Turner and now Tompkins. That's why the seventh grade dance got canceled and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, they, you know, they just don't they have, have any chaperones. <laughs> There are no other teachers. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Okay, I'll remember. Yes, please. This is, I. I want to know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next scene, we are at the Matthews in the kitchen. Corey comes in and says to his parents, "I'm never going back to school again." Okay, I've made up my mind. I don't want to discuss it. And they just look at him, <laughs> and Amy's like, "All right." And then they turn back to Morgan, who's back. She's upset about a boy who took her paste at school and her teacher who wouldn't give her another one. And Amy's like, "Well, Morgan, in the future." And Corey interrupts to yell, "It's pace! My entire high school career crashed and burned today, and you would rather talk about pace." And Alan's like, would you like to discuss it now? And Corey <laughs> says, I choked at the makeout party, okay? Eric told me I choked, but like an idiot, I went anyway. And Amy's like, oh, Corey, your first parties with girls are always a little awkward. And he cuts her off and he's like, awkward? Mom, this wasn't awkward. Losing your gym shorts while crim- climbing the rope, that is awkward. And burns. <laughs> he says, this was beyond humiliation. Way beyond. This was agubwa. And Alan says, a gubwa? Corey's like, it was so bad I had to invent a word for it. And he goes to leave the kitchen. And as he does, he says, Eric said I choked. But did I listen? No. And then Amy and Alan look at each other. And Alan's like, aside from a gubwa, the key word in all of this seemed to be Eric. And Amy's like, oh, so you noticed that too. Uh, Just then, Eric walks in from the other room laughing. And he says, what's with Corey? I think he snapped. And then Amy and Alan give him a look that he very quickly clocks and is like, I'm going to go now and starts to go upstairs. <laughs> and Amy stops in and says, what did you say to Corey before his party? And Eric's like, I probably said, have a good time. Thank your hostess. And Alan sort of laughs and says, Eric, you're not in any trouble here. We just want to know what you said so we can know what to say to make him feel better. And Eric laughs. He's like, oh, okay. I told him how scary it would be to kiss a girl. And I was like, he like laughs with him and he says, and he bought it. And Eric's like, he totally freaked out. I was just playing with his head, you know. <laughs> And Alan continues to laugh. He's like, oh, man, you are in such trouble. And Eric's like, but but you said before that I wasn't. And Alan shrugs. He's like, I was just playing with your head. Sit down. <laughs> he sits down at the table. And Amy says, you know, Eric, Corey sounds so upset. He isn't going to feel like going out with girls for a long time. And I think you should stay home with him. And Eric says, no, you can't do that. I'm, I'm just coming into my dating prime. And Alan says, and yet if I were you, I'd start looking into other interests, homebound activities, my friend, because until Corey feels like going out, I don't see you going out either. And Eric looks between them and is like, I'm too cute to stay home. It's sort of like a fake cry. And that is the end of that scene. This is another scene just throughout the whole series where I'm like, if you could just watch the the whole scene, yeah. And just see, like, what the show's about. This is one that I would recommend because this is so <laughs> funny. And it does show their family completely. But I love <laughs> when Alan is like, I was just playing with your head. He also does this little, like, <laughs> yeah, kind of laugh right after it. I was like, Alan. <laughs> like, they're, yeah. they're just so fun with each other. And it's the perfect thing of, like, messing with the kids' heads that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, and it shows like the full aspect of their dynamic because they're they're talking to Morgan and she's just going on about how she hates her teacher and they're very like actively entertaining this conversation like she is a like she's an adult yeah. human and they're just like so the teacher took your pace cup and she wouldn't give you another one <laughs> it's like it's so good 
It's so good. And then for them to automatically like be on the same page about how they want to punish Eric is so fun. Yeah. It's like they are so well done and in sync. And I love, I love their characters so much. Also, just I, I do love right at the beginning when he's like, I don't want to discuss it. And it's just like, okay. He's <laughs> just, like, we'll respect that boundary. <laughs> that is the best. <laughs> Because it's not prying or anything. It's like when you want to talk about it, we can talk about We're it. Here, but like, yeah. whatever. We can talk about it. <laughs> oh, it's Ugh. just so good. It's perfect. Um, so the next scene, back at the school cafeteria. I'm I don't know the time span of which any of this has happened. Like, I guess they had a makeout mm-hmm. party on like a Tuesday or something. <laughs> like, there's no it's very weird time. So presumably the next day. Corey is sitting alone and Eric comes up and sits down with him and asks how he's doing. Corey says, just dandy, sitting here planning out the rest of my life as a nice boy. Eric says, look, I may have slightly exaggerated the dangers of kissing a girl. And Corey says, forget it, Eric. I'm never going to date again. And Eric says, no, no, no. See, you have to date again. You have to date again real soon. <laughs> and Corey's like, what's it to you? And Eric says, you're my little brother. Your pain is my pain. If you're at home on a Friday night, it's like I'm at home on a Friday night. <laughs> And Corey says, no, no, I'm not ready. And Eric's like, did you feel ready when dad took the training wheels off your bike? Corey's like, no, and I wasn't. I lost six baby teeth and scraped off half my face. Eric's like, exactly my point. You just needed your training wheels on a little longer. You need a no pressure date to get your confidence back. Corey's like, there's no such thing as a no pressure date. Eric says, I will take you someplace so unromantic, nobody will want to kiss anybody. Corey says, you're going to take me? Why? Eric says, you're my little brother, remember? Your pain, my pain. And then flashes like a weird smile at him. (laughs) Corey relents, but then he says, who am I going to take? No one's talking to me but Sean and Topanga. And Eric says, take Sean. Corey's like, no, Topanga. He's like, you animal. And then we get a shot of Corey looking (laughs) over at Topanga, who's sitting at a different table. And that's the end of the scene. Very cute. I love having Eric back where it's actually showing the two of them together again, Mm -hmm. like the brother duo, because it's been a few episodes. And especially like them being together at school. I always forget because, like, my brother is six years younger than me. That like they're they have a shorter span because they're both you know in high school, and yeah. so it's just it's just nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I just like seeing them together, even if it is in this uh, type of situation where he's trying to get him to go on a date. <laughs> yeah. So he's not suffering, but yeah, yeah, no. Um. <laughs> so the next scene, we're at this poetry place, coffee shop situation. Uh, I'm like 85% sure that this is just a chubby set that they reskin because of the stairs and like the way everything's set up. Yep. But uh, Corey and Eric are on a double date with Topanga and an unnamed blonde girl. Corey asks what they do at this place and Eric says, you drink coffee and they read poetry. You can't possibly get into any trouble here. Good luck and walks away. <laughs> and Corey <laughs> and Topanga walk up to the coffee counter and he says, hey, look, they have Cap New Cedo. And she says, I love a double decaf latte with skim milk. And he says, you clearly have knowledge of other worlds. I'll go find us a seat. (laughs) Which I was just going to say is very funny. I don't know if they specifically like tried to call this back, but it's really funny because in like the first season, they're always like, she is like from another world. Yeah. And so it's just funny to me that it was just this little like, oh, you know things. (laughs) Oh, that's so genius. I love it. It's like Topanga's just more cultured than literally Corey is and so that's that's it <laughs> yeah she has like hippie parents they're like super they just like introduce her to coffee at i guess 12 like <laughs> you know what though i did go to starbucks 
as as like a, a middle school or as early school, high school. Yeah. So so uh, we he goes to like go find a seat, and we cut to Frankie, who is on the stage. <laughs> It says, this is, okay, this is another scene that if you don't listen, if you only listen to the show, you don't watch, uh, you should go watch the scene because it's so fun and I love it. Um, he's on the stage and he says, this is for all of my friends who choose to remain anonymous. And then we get a shot of Joey and Harley who are like off to the stage, uh, off to the side of the stage with Harley who's like actively hiding his face and standing on a wall and Joey is sitting at a table by the stage. Which... Frankie does look directly towards them, just yeah, to choose to remain, like turns his head slowly left. <laughs> they choose to remain nameless. Um, he reads his poem, which is called Poem of the Fierce and Bloodthirsty Samurai Warrior. Excuse me. Um, cherry trees are blooming. On the third evening, the last flower dies and falls. He says, thank you, with a choked up voice, and people clap, Joey especially loud. That poem was one syllable off from being a haiku, and I would have been very impressed if it was. It was 18 <laughs> instead of 17. Uh, he steps off the stage, and Joey says, hey, Frankie, that was really good. I mean, you started slow, but you got him by the end. And Harley <laughs> says, you got that out of your system, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, Joey keeps commending him. He's like, hey, I got a lot out of that because you put a lot into it. I mean, everybody here liked it. And then he just like slaps a random guy in the back. He's like, hey, didn't you like it? And the guy vaguely nods. And Joey's like, see, you got a fan. And Frankie says, I don't I do not do it for the fame. <laughs> and Joey's like, yeah, well, that's not what poetry is about. Poetry is about complex human emotion. Like, um, you know, whatever. And they start to leave. And Corey is standing right there. And Harley walks up to him. And Corey's like, Harley, you go to poetry readings? Harley says, what? You don't think I'm a sensitive guy? I should slap you around for that. <laughs> but he doesn't. He just leaves. <laughs> and <laughs> Topanga calls Corey over to the couch and puts two vaguely coffee-like drinks on the table in front of it. And Corey sits down and says, you know, I like this place. She's like, why? And he says, it's friendly. It's homey. There's just something about it. She's like, it's not a closet. And he says, you noticed that too. <laughs> She says, you know, Corey, you weren't the only nervous person in that closet. And he's like, no way. And she said, no, really? All those people waiting outside, listening, which they were actually doing, not that I think yep. about it. And he says, yeah, but you girls have it so easy. You just have to stand there and wait to be kissed, which is still like a mentality of guys. Like, all oh, girls have it so easy. They just have to wait to be asked out. And it's like, actually, no, it's no. it's not that easy. <laughs> Because we have to Very perform this, like, femininity that is like, hey, you are allowed to come ask me out. And also, I have to be kind of available and appealing to... There's a whole thing. It's like... Ugh, anyway. Yeah, having to go between, like, being, like, dainty to then being strong and confident, but then, like, I'm too quiet, so then, like, you have to approach me, and it's 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 too many things. Yeah, there's it's so many easy. layers. <laughs> I just want to be me. I just want to be a human... Anyway. Also, quick jump back just before we get too, too far from it. I love this side of Frankie. I love that when they show these three at the beginning of the season, they're the bullies. And yes. then there's just all of this strange and awesome character development with all three of them where it's just yeah. like we're not we're not just mean. <laughs> like We we're multidimensional characters. Like and also for them to 
Like, they could have been like, yeah, go to the, do your poetry thing, and then we'll be somewhere else, and you can come meet us. But they went yeah. <laughs> for him and, like, watched his poem, which I thought was so cute. Like, they are very good friends, even though there's, like, this weird, yeah. like, lackey dynamic between them. Ugh. Yeah, so and cute. Joey is so kind when trying to, you know, hype him up and be really? supportive. He's like, you did it. Yeah. I got so much out of it. You put so much into it. It's like, you're... You're being an all-star friend. <laughs> You're being a very good friend. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so Corey says the thing about waiting to be kissed, and she's like, oh, please, speaking as a girl, we don't know what we're doing either. And he says, does anybody else know this? She's like, you're the first person I've told. He says, so in the closet, if I had kissed you wrong, she finishes, I wouldn't have known. I was worried about where my hands would go. He says, oh, I could have helped you with that. And she sort of smiles at him amused and she's like, well, too bad we missed our chance. And we get a little bit of like a disappointed look from Corey. And then on the stage, they intro the next poet who I have always thought gave me like Ross Geller vibes, not particularly like in like literal look, <laughs> but in just like face structure and stature. Like he he just feels like Ross Geller. I don't know. And um, the way that he speaks, he does yeah. have, he does speak in the same way. It's like the intonation of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the lights go down and he starts doing a poem <laughs> about the produce section and we get a very cool like sweeping one shot around the coffee shop as a couple of the couples start kissing until we land on Corey and Topanga who just like look at each other for a long beat and then they kiss and that is the end of the scene. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> So good. It's very cute. Oh, I love this episode. It's so fun, right? I love it too. <laughs> um, so we're in the cafeteria, presumably the next day. Time is fake. It's TV. Um, Feeny is sitting at a table and sees Turner and starts to call him over, sort of like persistently. And Turner walks over and is like, you want me to sit here? Feeny says, I just assumed you were looking for a seat. And Turner's like, no, no, it's fine. Thanks. And sits down. And he says, so, Mr. Turner, Jonathan, Johnny, <laughs> how goes it? And Turner says, fine. And then there's a beat. And he says, you know, I had dinner with Catherine last night. But he's like, did you? And Turner says, mm-hmm. And then just continues eating. Feeney waits a second and then exasperated at not getting info about it, he like throws his silverware down and says, oh, for heaven's sakes, man, what happened? Did you like her? Did she like you? Are you going to see each other again? Give me the skinny. And Turner says, curious, George? <laughs> and Feeney says, I set you up. Now give. And Turner's like, no. And he goes back to eating. And then Tompkins comes by the table and says, hi, guy. And he looks up and says, hi, cat. Like kind of dreamy. And she says, see you tonight. And then leaves. Turner watches her go and then turns back to Feeney and just like very giddy and stupid is like, I like her. <laughs> and Feeney just sort of laughs. <laughs> and then we cut back over to Corey and Sean and Eric at a table together. Eric is eating with seventh graders for some reason, whatever. Um, Corey to Sean <laughs> is saying, I'm telling you, it's a new breakthrough in dating technology. Sean says you made out at a poetry reading. Corey is like, I love poetry now. In fact, I'm thinking of becoming a poet. There once was a boy named Corey. Eric finishes, who now has an interesting story. Corey says he learned about kissing. And Eric's like, and all he was missing. And then Sean jumps in very excitedly and says, when he had to fake a made out. <laughs> <laughs> He's so stupid. I love him so much. My sweet little idiot. Oh, my God. 
Um, <laughs> they both look at him and Corey says, Sean, can you say summer school? And then Topanga comes by with literally four girls, just absolutely beaming. And she's like, hi, Corey. And he says, hi, Topanga. She looks back at her friends a little bit, smiling. And then she's like, well, see ya. And then he says, see ya. And the girls giggle and leave. And then Corey to Eric and Sean say, oh, when are they going to leave me alone? And that is the freeze frame on which we end the episode proper. It's very fun and silly. That ending was so good. It's so cute. It wrapped it up so well. Yeah. And I love their little dumb poem at the end. It was so funny. As soon as I heard them like starting to speak in rhyme, I was like, oh, yay. (laughs) Yeah, we love a a limerick. We love just a little silly limerick. I was like very briefly going to be like, should we try to actually finish it? But Corey is a very hard word to rhyme with. Yeah. And so I decided against asking us to do that because... I, I, I literally couldn't think of anything. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's funny. Yeah. If anyone co- wants to come up with that little little ending, yeah. can't do it on the Please spot. Please do. You listen, tweet at us. Let me know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finish the limerick. <laughs> so, quick little end credits of... We're back at the like coffee shop poetry place. The same guy from, from before is doing a different poem about the canned food aisle. And all the couples in the show are there. We get that same sort of sweeping shot. And it touches on Corey and Topanga, then Eric and an unnamed girl, Sean and an unnamed girl, Turner and Tompkins, literally like touching noses. It's very intimate. And then Amy Mm -hmm. and Alan and Feeny and an unnamed woman. And the faces of Amy and Alan and Feeny and his date are particularly hilarious. And that is the end of the episode. I love that the whole gang was there for that moment. Mm -hmm. I was like, it kept panning slowly. I was like, oh, oh. Oh, like everyone was just together. <laughs> so cute. Um, yeah, it's really And also fun. all of the poetry reading and like these slam poems and everything, it reminded me of an extremely goofy movie, if you saw that. Um, oh my God. Sorry, I took a sip of water. <laughs> That's so funny. I had not thought of that movie in a while and I love that yeah. movie, but it made me think mm-hmm. of that whole slam poetry in the coffee shop vibe. And that's Absolutely. how I thought that college was going to be. So <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> um, so hey, hey Sid, what was the hey, what was the lesson, Sid? <laughs> um, well, number one, just for everybody that's listening, consent is key. Yeah. Please remember this. Um, because that that made me really happy the way that she had Topanga introduced all that, and mm-hmm. I loved it. Um, so let's not forget it. Um, also, navigating feelings is very confusing, and especially when you've, again, never experienced certain situations and like, dating, and there's a ton of pressure to do all these things and kind of rush into things, and it's okay not to rush it, because if you just chill and you actually, you know, get to know one another and just hang out, things can happen. Yeah. And it's just, it's very sweet, and it doesn't have to be... You don't have to have all this pressure to jump into things. And I just, I loved it. Yeah. It was so good. Oh, that's so lovely. You're absolutely right. It's so, ah, uh, man. Every every time we get, like, Corey and Topanga stuff, I'm just, like, so excited for all the future stuff that happens. But also, oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh. I'm so excited. The next, like, there's, like, we're on episode nine. Um, And there is, I mean, every episode is so good. Don't get me wrong. But the the next, like, mm, three, four episodes are so fun. They're so fun. 
They're so fun. And I have so much fun. And I can't wait to do them with you. Yay. <laughs> I'm excited. Me too. It's going to be great. Hey, welcome to welcome to the end credits of our episode. Wahoo. Yeah, welcome to the end. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at the Lost Years Pod. Uh, we let you know when the episodes drop and we share some fun memes. And we also share uh, or ask what you are nostalgic for, which this week I was just curious, um, what was the first YouTube video you ever watched? Mm. Um, and we have three responses. Yay! Uh, so I'm going to read them all. And the first one is at Hey Sherry Pan. Uh, I think it was Shoes or Leave Britney Alone. What a time. Okay. And I will just say here <laughs> that Shoes was also my first YouTube video. And I, I watched it with my mom and because we didn't know what YouTube was. And <laughs> it was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, I think uh, Shoes or Charlie Bit My Finger was probably one of the first ones I ever watched. Yeah. Classic. Remember those days? Uh, early YouTube was wild, man. It was um, crazy. Uh, at Kells Calzones, friend of the pod, said, the pod. I honestly couldn't tell you what the first was, but the earliest one I remember watching was a Scooby-Doo YouTube poop that was far too mature for me to be watching at probably age seven. Oh, no. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fun times. Um, and then at Biolobitch, yeah. I know that's Macy. I just yeah. don't know. I don't know how to say her handle. You got so. it. You got it. Cool. Um, just sent a gif of the muffins video, <laughs> 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 which is funny because it's the same person that did shoes. Yeah. And it's weird that that person has such a stronghold on all of our just early a, members a of YouTube. stranglehold <laughs> on early YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so oh, thank you for that. Yeah, thank um, you. I love hearing those. It happened because I was at a uh, career fair today, just mm-hmm. presenting to some middle schoolers about what I do in That's my job. Right. And um, I had a thing open on Canva that let people, uh, let them make their own graphics, like mm-hmm. social media graphics. And these fifth graders came up and were like, can we redesign the YouTube logo? And I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> Incredible. They said, they were like, it's too boring. It needs to have more colors. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Love and that. so I have, I have tweeted it um, from my personal account, but it is the funniest thing because they were like, let's make it like, let's make all of the letters uh, rainbow. Ugh. Let's have a firework. Let's have like dogs and cats on it. I was like, yeah, let's keep going. Yes. This is just. I'm Very looking fun. it up literally right now because I need to see it before this is, I can't, I, I must know. I tagged YouTube. I really want them to change it to that. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, very good. Oh my God. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, that's incredible. They did such a good job. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great time. And you know oh, I what? I also really love, um, just as a, just saying this, uh, a lot of the middle schoolers that were there today were wearing, like, LGBTQ stuff and had buttons that said, like, their pronouns oh. and everything. Like, just just some of them. It wasn't, like, all of them, That's but just the fact so that great. some of them are in 5th, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade yeah. and we're doing this, I was like, yes, this is so great. I love that so and much. Lovely. Oh, I love that so much. Yeah. 
Anyway. Wow. Back to the end of this. But that's how I got on YouTube was uh, <laughs> because of that. No, that's fantastic. And uh, you can email us if you want to. But just hang out in our email, thelostyearspod at gmail.com. Um, we'd love to hear just from you. Just hang out there. Yeah, just hang out and just hang on, hang out in the inbox, you know. We'll we'll scoop you up, say hello, <laughs> write you back, you know, whatever. Um, you can also rate us and write a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe wherever you get podcasts because it helps people find the show. And isn't that what you want for more people to talk about the last years with? Because personally, I know that's what I want. I would love to have more people to talk about my podcast with because I think it's really funny. Um. <laughs> what, what what fun. Um, <laughs> thank you to the Scavengers <laughs> Network for having us on the network. You can check out other cool shows like Amateur Detective Club and FMK all day on www.scavengersnetwork.com. And if you like our show and any of the others on the network, please consider backing us at patreon.com slash the scavengers network for just two dollars a month you can get access to hours and hours of bonus content and every donation helps support us and the network so thank you and thank you it's a very nice thing for you to do so yeah if you want to find us on the internet our personal socials are in our show socials but you can find me on twitch.tv slash it's taycrow t-a-y-y-c-r-o that's how you spell that it's my favorite place to be on the internet sid was there last night we were playing fall guys uh we'll probably do that a few more times this month so you should definitely come hang out there it's cool it's good good sweet loving friendly community and um yeah, you'll probably get gifted a sub. People have been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> no promises, though. Let me not. Let me not promise that as a thing that will happen. Yeah. You should come and hang out anyway. It's a fun time. You might. You might still have a really good time. In fact, I think that you probably will. So, yeah. Yay! Um, you can find me on TikTok at Sudsley. Um, I'm still posting content over there. People are still losing their minds about the third COVID thing. Love the winter. that. Um, someone debated me about the fact that lockdowns didn't start until May. I was like, where have, what? May? <laughs> in what universe? I know. Maybe and in someone, Florida. I know. I was like, um, that's wrong. I'm going to call you out on it right now. Yeah. Um, also do you need me to yell like, in your comments? I'll do it. <laughs> someone was like, uh, COVID doesn't exist anymore. And I was like, what world are you living in? <laughs> Oof. Oof. You, found, you got come? so far that you have COVID deniers now? Jesus. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I was just making a goof. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then also, I'm still going to promote my live tweet account because I'm, getting, yes. I'm still getting back into it and doing it at Sid Live Tweets. It's fun time. Mm-hmm, Come mm-hmm. hang with me on not my main Twitter. It's enjoyable. But also hang out with me on my main Twitter because also enjoyable. Yeah, hang out with us thanks. on all of our socials. We are very entertaining people, as you can hear from this podcast. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, I think that is everything. And so oh, I'm. we're going to go now because I am going to go have sushi after this. And I'm very excited. Oh, that sounds great. Yes, I'm going to go watch Real yes. Housewives. <laughs> oh, love that for you. Love that for you. Um, all right. Well, until next time. Your tape. Your Sid. Just like it's always been. What else do you need to know? Goodbye. <laughs> Good- goodbye. Goodbye, family. Just Goodbye. <laughs>
PodCube, podcasts from the past delivered to the future. With PodCube's pseudo-linear 4D adiabatic qubit streaming technology, you can select any point in history and record it for personal gain. What was the group dynamic with Australopithecus? What brand of cigarettes did the Spanish Inquisition smoke? Was Leonardo da Vinci a pants guy? Or a shorts guy? You can discover with PodCube. Listen for yourself to the flagship PodCube podcast, Alabaster's Haberdashery, recorded on location in 1880. Simply search PodCube, all one word, in your podcast app or visit poweredbypodcube.com. PodCube, the future is yesterday. (laughs) 